This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 21st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how's it going? Oh, it's good. How about yourself? Oh, not bad. Not bad. I'm, uh, I'm waking up, as usual, but doing okay. <laughs> um, we're coming off a good Monday of games. You do okay on Monday? How'd your team feel? I, I did alright. I ended up making like six or seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. So it, it wasn't bad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, Matt and I really liked the Padres at Coors. Yes. And that went well for us. Yeah, oh. I was in on that and, uh, the other team I was in on was the Tigers, which didn't turn out so well. <laughs> yeah, I liked them too, honestly, but not as many runs as you would hope. No. <laughs> no. And Matt and I were also in on Anthony DeSclafani. Mm, yes. He's one of those guys that is kind of like Shane Green at this point. If you can still grab him, get him. But might be too little too late at this point. Well, we're going to look at guys for uh, Tuesday, the 21st, and all, all evening games. But there's a lot to choose from. Full, full slate. Let's go ahead and start from the top. Who do you like at catcher? Uh, sure. So there's uh, three that kind of stood out, and really it's two. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Sal Perez, Derek Norris, and then I also have uh, Yasmani Grandel down. But the stadium, AT&T Park's not nearly mm-hmm. as good as uh, that for the others. Uh, Perez has good uh, you know, splits against uh, Tommy Malone, or against left-handed hitters, and that... Or, left-handed pitchers, and he also has those uh, ground ball, fly ball splits that work in his favor, too. Then Norris is facing our lefty in course. Yeah, exactly that. I had Norris yesterday for the same reason as well. And not only is it a lefty, but it's Tyler Matzik, who's not really that impressive, you know. Right. Um, Yeah, I like both of those as well. Um, The other two I added, Buster Posey gets uh, Brett Anderson, and, you know, that's righty on lefty, but that's not amazing for the price, you know. I think Bredersen right, has talent. Right, that's, that's why I kind of look past that one. Yeah. You have that, you have that stadium that just kills hitting, and then you're paying a lot at a position where, given some of the other options out there today, the opportunity cost is probably a little too great. Yeah. Um, if you're a Buster Posey guy, it's okay, but it's not a big deal for me. Um, also, Chris Iannetta gets true Pomeranz. Uh, he doesn't have maybe the pop you're looking for, necessarily. It's not powerless by any means, but could have a high ceiling given how many, pardon me, yeah. have a high floor given he can, you know, drive some walks and get on base for you, but I don't know. Drew Pomeranz is pretty decent too. I'm with you. My favorite are Sal Perez and Derek Norris, but Ionetta and Posey are also on the chart, I suppose. How about first base? I have a lot of kind of, uh, pricey options that. Okay. I- that drew my attention. Uh, at the top of the list are uh, Vado and Duda. Uh, they're both uh, sitting with good matchups. Uh, Vado's facing, uh, who is it again? Mike Fires. Uh, Mike Fires, yes. So yeah. Vado's very good against fly ball pitchers. Mm-hmm. And that's where that one comes into play. Uh, I have Jeff Sermon run those uh, fly ball ground ball splits daily, and Vado's OPS against fly ball pitchers is over 1,000. Duda is up against uh, Trevor Cahill. Uh, didn't look too sharp in his uh, Braves debut, and uh, Mets Park isn't that bad for hitting these days. Uh, they've moved the fences in enough times that it's starting to skew towards hitters, especially for power. Mm-hmm. 
Trevor Cahill hasn't looked that good in general for a while. <laughs> I wouldn't, you yeah, know. Yeah, he, he flashes know. some talent, but it, it's not consistent. <laughs> no, no, not at all. The other names I kind of highlighted were uh, Adam Lind, uh, Carlos Santana, and Billy Butler. I think they all have platoon advantage. Yeah, I wrote Billy Butler. It's hard to get real excited about Billy Butler, but he's going to be <laughs> relatively cheap for you. He's a good um, cash game pick because, like you were saying with Ionetta, you're looking for like a, a high floor, moderate ceiling type guy in a cash game, and mm-hmm. Butler's a pretty good bet to you know get a walk, a single, or something to at least prevent him from providing negative value. The other guy I like at first base, kind of, it's, it's not huge, but um, again, Albert Pujols gets through Pomeranz. If you I actually kind of like Drew Pomeranz, but I don't think he's by any means a lock yet. So if you wanted Angel stack against A's, it'd be okay. Um, and Pujols has that advantage, you know, experienced guy getting a young lefty. But there are some other options that are better. And so once again, you're you're listing the good ones before I get to the guys lower on my list. But <laughs> he's uh, he's worth mentioning. I feel like at second base, the debut in Chicago for Addison Russell. He gets uh, Francisco Liriano. I have to mention him just because it's big fantasy baseball news. Obviously, grab him in any league where you can, I suppose, but not the guy that I would necessarily be jumping on for DFS on day one. And he's not even listed on some sites, so they take that decision out of your hands in some cases. Yeah, he's going to be a good baseball player by all accounts, and he does have the platoon advantage today. If but you know, I think there's some other options. My favorite, and you might agree with me, is uh, Brian Dozier gets Jason mm-hmm. Vargas in Kansas City. Brian mm-hmm. Dozier is a good baseball player, but he's particularly good against lefties. And Jason Vargas is not overpowering by any means. Yeah, we we had this exact conversation not so long ago uh, regarding Vargas, even. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he remains a good play. I think he had a home run last week against him. If memory serves. I will go ahead and look that up while you it, talk he, more about it. He had it. a good day, regardless of whether there's a home run involved. Yeah. I like Brian Dozier. He hits lefties real well. Um, in his homer log, this will go really quick through the magic of podcasting. His homer this year is off Matt Albers. Okay. But yeah, could easily hit one off of him today, for sure. Mm-hmm. Likes to hit lefties. Is, is good in general. And Vargas, I like Vargas okay, like as a pinch starter. A spot starter, but I don't know. No, nobody to avoid at all. Yeah, he's um, someone you can definitely target on DFS. Yeah, if you like D. Gordon, despite his high price, Marlins are in Philadelphia against Jerome Williams. No reason he can't do well there. Right. But if you like that Marlins stack in Philadelphia, but I don't know, nothing special to me. <laughs> and then Matt and I like Jed Jerko in Colorado, and. Yep. That's just that course field effect. And he did fine. Has some pop. There's no reason he can't do something. So he gets Tyler Matzik. He gets righty on lefty. It's a fine, cheap option if you're looking for a guy that might go off for a homer or so. I miss anybody? Any other second baseman you like? I highlighted uh, Howie Kendrick. Uh, he'll be facing Tim Linscombe. Mm-hmm. Nothing and, wrong with that. Yeah, he's just uh, he's a cash game type play. Uh, high floor usually gets... You know, chance at a hit or two in a game, uh, batting in the middle of the Dodgers lineup. It's a good situation. Uh, the park itself isn't good, as I mentioned, any time of a chance. And, you know, the, there's not a huge ceiling on the game. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I have a list. I'll get I'll get to it now, I suppose. At the bottom of my list of all players I like, I just wrote stacks that I like. You know, um, mm-hmm. we can do those now. Uh, I wrote Blue Jays versus Bud Norris. Uh, not necessarily any specific players, but basically anybody, because I think Bud Norris mm-hmm. is bad. Um, yeah. I wrote all of the New York Mets against Trevor Cahill, because again, especially the lefties, Lucas Duda, Daniel Murphy, you know, even Curtis Granison, I don't care. Like, Trevor Cahill's not very good. And, you know, City Field's not that bad. Um, all of the Brewers versus Jason Marquis. You know, Jason Marquis's not good. Um, all of the Cleveland Indians in Chicago against Hector Noesi. Hector Noesi is one of my favorite bad pitchers. He's just bad. <laughs> and then um, I did write all of the Dodgers against Linscombe, because Linscombe's weirdly become one of those pitchers you can stream against. So, Yep, Linscombe's fallen apart pretty thoroughly. Yeah. So if you're trying to fill a last spot in your DFS lineup... Pick any from those five teams. I feel like <laughs> it's a good place to start. There's a lot of streaming options today. It's yeah. uh, you could justify a stack against at least a dozen pitchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, third base was the most interesting position for me today. I wrote hmm. eight names at third base in a long list. Okay, let's hear them. I can start again. It's it's a, if you're drinking the Kool Aid, Chris Bryant. Gets a lefty and gets Francisco mm-hmm. Liriano. Um, that's in Pittsburgh. On the flip side of that, Josh Harrison gets Travis Wood. Um, another, those are both right-handed hitters who get left-handed pitchers. Um, and I like, I like Josh Harrison. He seems to, he, I don't know, he definitely broke out last year with a lot of power that nobody saw coming, but I think he maybe can't quite do that again, but. I believe in him, and Travis Wood is not scary. Alex Rodriguez gets Kyle Lobstein, and A-Rod can hit righties, obviously, but this is a lefty, and he can especially hit lefties, and so far so good in terms of him having plenty left in the tank. Cheaper option, Chris Johnson gets John Neese. Chris Johnson had that big bab up here, but he hasn't done much since and never showed much power. He does crush lefties, though. And like you said, City Field's not bad to hit in. So Chris Johnson, cheap option in New York against a lefty. Evan Longoria is at his best because he gets Wade Miley, who's a lefty. It's a lot of right-handed batters against lefties is what I like to pull out. But <laughs> uh, Wade Miley has not done much yet this year for the Red Sox. So Longoria could certainly hurt him. Trevor Plouffe gets uh, Jason Vargas, another cheaper guy. Trevor Plouffe is not exciting, but he's... Uh, that's certainly notably better against lefties, and there's one of those. Two more. Um, we mentioned him again yesterday, but Will Middlebrooks could show some pop if you like that Padre stack in Colorado again. They put up a ton of runs yesterday, and it's not like the Colorado bullpen got much better after that. You know, could chase Matzik, could be a big part of driving in some runs, depending on where he bats. Middlebrooks can bat as high as fifth, I think. And then favorite so far this year against lefties, David Freeze gets Drew Pomeranz, and David Freeze likes to bat clean up and show some pop against lefties. Um, so, again, whether you believe in those angels against Pomeranz or not, he could be an option. Whew, there's eight of them. There's a lot of third base. There <laughs> yeah, is you, no sh- you, covered, you covered the five that I pulled out. Uh, yeah. Going back to Chris Johnson, he made a couple mechanical changes over the offseason that I uh, I like him. And he's 
not somebody you're going to target most days still. He doesn't play all that often against righties, mm-hmm. uh, but he is up against a lefty. Uh, he seems to be just mashing the ball when he's in, Yeah, and he doesn't cost much, so yeah. he's a decent play. I'm looking at third base as the position where I sneak in a cheaper option. Yeah. I like him definitely on the cheaper side. Like I said, you're, you're not going to, you're not low on options at third base today. I have a shortstop for you though. That one has kind of been tough for me all year. Yeah, shortstop's a tricky position. It's just so shallow and DraftKings is better about kind of having a lot of people with shortstop eligibility who don't really shouldn't qualify, like mm-hmm. uh, Hanley Ramirez. Uh, other sites, they're you know, more focused on, you know, just single position eligibility and that kind of takes it out of your hands sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you usually got your you know, Tulowitzki at the top who just costs way too much to use most days. Yeah. Uh, today I'm looking at uh, Jimmy Rollins against Linscombe. I uh, have uh, Jed Lowry written down against uh, Taiwan Walker. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that one. I still think Walker's going to turn around and just start shutting teams down. Eventually, but At the same yeah. time, you know, he's not pitching well right now. He's struggling with his command. Uh, Lowry hits in the middle of that order, and there should be an opportunity for some offense there. Yeah, yeah. And I also made a note of uh, Marcus Simeon and uh, Wilmer Flores. Okay. I liked Marcus Simeon. That's one that I'd like to keep an eye on when the A's get a lefty. You know, he has some pop. I don't know that he's ever going to be a great player, but has some pop, and it's nice and cheap, and you know he's going to yeah. play. He should be a reliable player. Mm-hmm. The other two I wrote, Starling Castro gets a lefty. Um, he doesn't have huge splits, but if you're a Starling Castro guy, um, but Francisco Lariano's not bad. He's very capable of just <laughs> shutting down the Cubs. So And PNC Park's just not a friendly environment for hitting. Yeah, and Starling's not cheap, you know, but um, worth mentioning. The other one I liked is uh, Johnny Peralta gets Gio Gonzalez. Yes. And Johnny Peralta has some, pardon me, and Johnny Peralta has some reliable pop, uh, for sure. Not a ton of it, but it's there. And Gio Gonzalez is good, not great. He has his on days, for sure, but not a guy I would necessarily avoid. So I kind of yeah, like him as a cheap option. Gio's scary in DFS. He's a guy who can ruin many days, yeah. uh, whether I'm, you stream against him or use him as a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I would stack against him. But if I was just looking for a shortstop option, you know, uh, I would consider putting Peralta in there. Okay, and then, like most days, I have plenty of outfielders written down. Yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, I didn't see as many of the cheap options looking great today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking more at kind of mid-tier type stuff. Uh, you know, we got those Padres at Colorado, uh, Kemp and uh, Upton in particular for me. And, and Myers. I, I would take. I wouldn't yeah, flinch I'm, if you took all three, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm I'm a little less enthused about Myers, uh, just kind of relative to his price, mm-hmm. than I am about the other two. But at the same time, you know, he is a good play, and he is cheaper too. Yeah, um, I did. I wrote down instead of listing them all, I just wrote Padres outfield, all right-handed pop. You know, <laughs> two thirds of the Pirates outfield is right-handed and solid. Andrew McCutcheon and Starling Marte, um, and they get Travis Wood who's not only left-handed, but not worrisome, you know. Um, they could do fine against him. Steve Pierce gets Mark Burley. It's the big, yep, the big, left, the big lefty matcher in the Orioles lineup is Steve Pierce, which is kind of funny to say. <laughs> um, and then the cheap option that might find its way into 
the Orioles lineup is Delman Young. And we can all laugh about Delman Young all day, but he can still kind of hit lefties, and it's not going to cost you much. So if you confirm he's in your lineup, or he's in the, you know, the Orioles lineup specifically, he's an okay cheap option there if you feel like the Orioles can do some damage against Mark Burley. Yeah, I agree with that. I also wrote a pair of Rays, Steven Souza. Things have looked so good for, so far so good for him. And he gets Wade Miley, and that's righty on lefty. And then the Orioles outfielder does the most damage against lefties is Desmond Jennings. He's, Desmond Jennings has had a little bit of a disappointing career, but he can still hit lefties real well. So I like him a lot. I like him a lot. It's something like, I'm gonna have to look right now, but I wanna say his OPS is over 800 against lefties in his career. What other guys, uh, stuck out to you on the outfield? I made a note of Lorenzo Cain. His price mm-hmm. tag's up there, uh, and that reflects his role in the lineup. He's up against, uh, the Twins today, Tommy Tom, Malone. Tommy Malone, yeah. Yep, so he's, uh, a pretty good play. Yeah. Uh, other guys are just kind of, uh, I'm looking at them more at their ceilings exceeds their price tag. So I have Ryan Braun, Mookie Betts, George Springer, uh, Yuck Peterson, and then Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all guys who just, uh, they're pretty cheap given what they could do. Yeah. Uh, Peterson's kind of the, the different one in that group in that he bats down on the lineup, uh, doesn't have as many opportunities to hit, and he's in a pitcher's park today. Yeah. But still has plenty of potential. Um, Desmond Jennings, by the way, in his career, 689 OPS against righties, but 809 against lefties. That's a pretty mm. good split. And he, get, he gets Mark Burley, who's probably not going to whiff him a whole bunch, you know? Right. Um, the other cheap option I really like, and he worked well for me before this year, Colin Cowgill gets Drew Pomeranz, and not only does Colin Cowgill hit lefties really well, but he often bats leadoff when the Angels get lefties. Um, a lot of these guys against lefties I've been mentioning are those Angels against the A's, and Drew Pomeranz makes me a little nervous, at least in terms of a full stack, but I like how Gil is a cheap option. Make sure he's in the lineup, but he could be bad in leadoff for sure. Yeah, you're you're definitely looking for him at leadoff or bust, kind of. Yeah. I, if he's not there, if he's batting ninth, he maybe go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Potentially, uh, Seth Smith sometimes bats second, sometimes bats fifth. Uh, he's also similarly cheap. Yeah. He gets a call on McHugh, though, and yeah, I'm, I'm that, one of the... A, I'm one of the biggest Colin McHugh fans, I think. It's it's one of the tougher matchups today, but at the same time, Smith generally does well against fly ball pitchers, and that's mm-hmm. something that has me looking at him today. So you wouldn't want a Mariner stack, but you might want to fit him in if he's signed yeah, that that's that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I might even look at Ackley too, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't go all out on them. It's just more you're looking for a couple cheap guys to you know make it so that you could fit. Uh, like uh, Chris Archer or uh, Lance Lynn into your starting pitcher slot, then yep. that might be someone you target. Yeah. Uh, final two outfielders who I don't love, but they're trying to find some cheap options for you. Um, there's some Oakland A's against uh, Angels lefty Hector Santiago. Mark Canha? Canha? I actually haven't heard it said, so I'm not sure. But um, he's been killing lefties. I'm not sure if he shows up as an outfielder or a first base, depend, first baseman, depending on where you're playing. But he could be cheap and like that high in that lineup. And then uh, Craig Gentry and good old Cody Ross both hmm. hit left. Cody Ross. Cody Ross, probably a real cheap option. 
but oh yeah, I uh, it's he fell off my radar entirely. Actually, yeah, yeah, uh, he's uh, he's twenty two hundred on Fanduel, and I'll look up what he is on DraftKings now. Oh. Right, I wouldn't give him a full ringing endorsement, but check out where he is in the lineup, and I don't know if it's probably one of the only skills he has left is hidden lefties, but. It wouldn't shock you or anybody if he does something against Hector Santiago. So he's, and he's thirty one hundred on DraftKings, so he's yeah. cheap on very cheap on both sides. Yep, yep. So there you go. And then uh, finally, let's look at a handful of pitchers that hopefully have some some good potential versus their their cost specifically. I like Chris Archer gets the Red Sox. Red Sox are a pretty good lineup, and people might stay away from that matchup, but Chris Archer seems on right now, and he's a guy who, when he has it, he he could shut down just about anybody. Um, I don't have full confidence in that, but I could see that as an unpopular pick. Dan Heron goes to Philadelphia. The ceiling's not super high for Dan Heron, but I feel like the floor is pretty high because it's Philadelphia, um, and he knows how to throw strikes. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is also, you know, one of those saber darlings that people love Carlos Carrasco and he goes to the White Sox and they haven't really turned it on yet either. You might have to pay for Carrasco, but I also think you might. Yeah, I don't know. If I were to pick an ace for this day, I really liked him. It'd be Carlos Carrasco. Um, and right there with him, for me at least, is Colin McHugh. Going to Seattle, gets the Mariners. Or less the new look Mariners have had some pop, but I think Colin McHugh is good enough to do plenty well there. He still picks up plenty of strikeouts. Um, any other starters that stuck out to you? Yeah, so my advice today is to go with one of the, the top four options, and those are Carrasco, Archer, McHugh, and Lance Lynn to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you insist on going on someone cheaper, I would probably target Brett Anderson mm-hmm. uh, just because he'll have a nice ballpark to be working in. That uh, should help him you know, post a decent day, even if he's you know, not keeping up with those aces. He'll cost uh, quite a bit less than them. Yeah, Brett Anderson was actually my pick in Matt and Mayan's uh, contest for a guy somehow... Well, not somehow, I know why. But he's under 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Yep, that's... Uh, there's plenty of reasons why, but yeah. he's he's a good play this today and this week in general. Yeah, the Giants don't scare me that much, and they don't really have that many right ace that are that scared. They have Buster Posey, you know? Buster mm-hmm. Posey, and then it's Casey McGee. They're worried about as righties, and then you get beyond that, and it's guys like Matt Duffy. So, Brett Anderson could do just fine in a, in a good park for it. So, and his team hopefully will score plenty of runs off Tim Lincecum. Yeah, that's the hope. You get an easy win, five or six innings, two or three runs, a few yeah. strikeouts in there. Uh, you're sitting on a average pitching day without really spending too much. Yeah. Another cheap guy with not that high of a ceiling is uh, Chase Anderson gets the Texas Rangers. And Chase Anderson's kind of dependable, and the Rangers aren't that scary. So that's a cheap yep. option. If you're if you're looking cheap and don't like Brett Anderson, or you're a Giants fan and you don't want to bet against your team or something, I don't know. Chase Anderson's worth mentioning. It would not shock me if he did just fine. Okay, cool. That'll do it for us in terms of our uh, options we've run down. Brad, uh, what have you been up to lately? What have you been writing? Anything we should look for from you? A lot more of the daily grind. Uh, it's out there every day. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been, last couple days and probably tomorrow as well, I've been talking with uh, Dan Farnsworth about various players' swings. Uh, today, in about half hour from the time we're recording this, uh, I'll have some notes about uh, Mike Moustakis. 
uh, from Dan. Uh, so go ahead and look for those. Uh, he's been hitting well. Uh, to foreshadow it, Dan is a little less than sanguine about uh, his future prospects. Yeah, cool. Um, how about weather? You worried about weather anywhere today? Nope. Uh, Pirates game has a 20% chance of rain. I think somewhere else had like a 5% chance listed, and that's just whatever. That's yeah. forgettable. Not uh, generally, what I find is any place that has like below 40% chance it tends to go away before game time. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, yeah, big old full slate of games tonight. No day baseball, which is sad, but gives you plenty of time to get your DFS lineup ready. Oh, yeah. Cool. And plenty of choice. Yep. Anything else uh, you want to add before we get out of here? I think that's all for today. Cool. All right. Well, Brad, thanks for joining me for this uh, Tuesday edition of the podcast. I'll be back tomorrow with Matthew Duoskin for Wednesday. But uh, until then, good luck with your lineups, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>